Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Welcome to the day. Another opportunity for us to get a little bit better. So all you got to do in life is get a little bit better every single day. Those that are with us, I don't know what we're up to. I think we're in the hundreds. No, we're like in the hundred and some things, right? Hundred and twenties, maybe. So if we just get a little bit better every single day, and then you you can see the compounding effect. Just do this every day. After a while, you've got hundreds of moments of growth, hundreds of thoughts, hundreds of one thing we do every day. It counts. That's the goal. That's the game. That's what we're up to. That's what life's about. That's what life's about. 127. God bless. 127 is a big number. Um, it's a big number in Judaism. We got to think about that. Thank you. We were talking a lot about this concept yesterday. We started to get into this. Two days ago, we, we spoke about this idea of feeling proud of the review. Yesterday, we discussed this idea really of taking it back. And when you take it back, you have to take it back with a certain level of positivity. This the most important aspect of the whole game here is the positivity that comes along with the work. This stance is the stance. This is, this is it. I mean, like, if we don't get this down, we miss all the potential benefits of our lives. Is hearing me okay? Am I too quiet? Okay, I'll keep on talking louder. Okay, good. So, all right. So we're good. There's a great rabbi named Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch. Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch was one of the great rabbis uh, a few centuries ago. And he has a line that I'll never forget. I spoke about this two nights ago. We, I give a class in Ish uh, Kodesh. For those who are interested, it's on Torah anytime now. And in there, there was a small quote that I found that I thought was awesome. There's a, there's a line in Psalms and Tehillim. It's connected to Queen Esther. The, the, the story of Queen Esther is Queen Esther stood before the king Ahasuerus. She wasn't invited into his inner chamber, but she went in anyways at the threat of death to defend the Jewish people. And as she was walking closer and closer to the chamber, she felt God's presence with her. But as she got closer, the, the outer chamber was filled with idol worship. And as she got closer, she felt that presence disappear. And she uttered the words in Hebrew, it's Keli Keli Lama Azavtani. Translates as, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you left me? This is in Tehillim, in Psalms. So the way you understand this verse is that why have you left me? Lama is why. God, my God, my God, why have you left me? Shimshon Farhurst says, the way you're supposed to say that line is, Kaylee, Kaylee, my God, my God, Lema, for my Hebrew speakers that join me every day, Lema means for what? For what have you forsaken me? And the difference in that question is massive. Lama is why? Why, why is this happening to me for? Why is this going? Why? It is a question. It is a philosophical question. 
But this is this is how he's taking it. We can discuss the sin, you know, the the words another time. I'm not talking about just like the use of the word why. I'm talking about his approach to this one line and how it has such major implications for our lives. Why is a philosophical question. Why did God bring the Holocaust? Why was I born with this? Why? And this is how we ended last week. But last yesterday, I'm sorry. Why is my husband, why are my kids, why do I wake up with this feeling all the time? How come he's so confident when he and I feel like I can't? How come it comes so natural for her to walk into a room and everybody, and she knows exactly what to say. And when I come in the word, I feel awkward. How come like she knows exactly what to buy? You know, what to wear, what to buy. I, I'm always like behind the eight ball. Why, why does he figure out, how come like, like, how come he figured out his finances in a way and I'm still struggling? There's a, there's a why, a philosophical why that is the cover of woe. What, 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 what it's really asking when you use it like that is what you're real. And my friend Yossi pointed this out to me yesterday. And he's totally right. What, what why could be is a cover for woe. Woe is me. Why? How come I feel this way? How come I don't have these things? How come I, how come, how come? All these are just words that are covers for that philosophical why. Of which we have no answer because we don't have visibility to things like this. But there's another word. What means, what can I gain? What can I learn? There must be a reason, but my job is to be more utilitarian about it. How do I overcome it? How do I get around it? What am I, what, what can I do to grow from it? There's a practice, there's a philosophical question as to why we have challenges. And there's a practical question for how do I get through my challenges? Lama is this philosophical why? Is practically for what? And the difference is major. To get into flow, we have to minimize the philosophy of our challenges. We have to minimize the rabbit hole that we, we seem to fall into when we deal with challenges. How come, it, how come it's so hard for me to do this? Why is it so easy for you? Why do I have these feelings for? Why do I feel nervous for? Why do I feel anxious for? How come when I hear things, I can barely, but when you hear things, how come you can walk around and not feel worried? And I walk around, everyone I see, I'm looking and all I'm seeing is out of their mouth are these bullets of viruses and it's it's an unbelievable world we live in right now. This is why it's so critical because if you've been with me for, I don't know, 50, 60 episodes, you understand that the only way you change is through new neuroplasticity. So your growth doesn't feel like you right now. The, the, the person you're supposed to be doesn't feel like the person you are potentially. There's whole new neuroplasticity you have to put in. There's a whole new world of brain activity that has to get started. 
that will now continuously grow and change the mapping, which will make you feel different. If you're asking philosophically why, you're now dealing with a set of brain connections that is not necessarily who you need to become. And that person can only exist if you start getting it done. If you want to stop being nervous to get up and speak, the answer isn't how, why, why, why? You're going to waste all of your brain power on some philosophical argument in which you have no capacity to understand. If you get to, how do I get better at this? How, 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 how? And you start speaking and you're okay in a couple of months, years, whatever it's going to take, your brain activity is going to change and you're going to have a set of neuroplasticity that will totally shift how you feel about public speaking. Of course, people can be hardwired a little differently. But so much of who we need to be isn't who we are right now mentally. And as long as we are victims to our own brains, as long as we are thrown and we use emotional energy to woe is me, our lives, we're, we're not going to get into flow. We're not going to have that confidence to say, this is what I got. Let's work. How do I do this? Okay. When I walk here, I feel hey, why, what, what, like not why, whoa, but like what, how do I, what, what's the, what's the lever that I can pull? Okay. I got to make this adjustment and that adjustment, this adjustment, that adjustment. you got to approach it with uh, forget why, how, because I know that if I do things long enough, they're going to feel normal to me. And I can deal with many things, not everything. There's plenty of things that one is, be, what is beyond us. Forget that. Just is so, we don't even know what that is. I was talking to a doctor recently about an issue and somebody is going through that, you know, he's, he has some kind of thing in his mind, whatever. So the doctor's like, yeah, well, he's, he's this type of deficiency. And then he said to me, because he's, he's a humble person, he's like, yeah, but we're just figuring this out. We don't know. We, we know what we know today. If there's ever been a time in the history of the, our lives where you look at a medical community of brilliant people that are hardworking, that are, are good people, that are smart and are, and are telling us, we don't know. We're figuring it out as we go. We don't know. We're figuring it out. We're learning, we're adapting, we're putting all of our resources. Do you have, do we have, just to think about this, there's a little tiny virus that you can't even see and this little, little virus, is, it's taking the entire planet's top doctors months to figure out how to stop. It's an incredible exercise. First of all, in the humility of man, which to me was massive. Someone emailed, someone went, I got this question, I don't know, half a dozen times. How do you believe in God during Corona? I'm like, what are you out of your mind? How do you believe in God during Corona? Like what? How do you not believe in God? What they're really asking is, I've been asking God for something. He hasn't been delivering it for me. So like the God that, that works for me, the Amazon.God, that paradigm. All right, that's a harder thing now because you've been asking for stuff and the world's been crazy. So how do you believe in the, um, the Amazon.God during this period of time? It's hard. How do you believe there's something bigger in this world? The reliance on man, 
to be able to be the masters of the world. But here you have literally a story of science saying we're figuring it out. Like we're figuring it out. We don't know. That's an, a window into all of this physical science, everything. And it's not a knock. That's just how it works. You learn and grow. You're not knocking scientists of a hundred years ago for being where they are. If now we laugh at their, at their conclusions, there was a time where they thought the world was eternal. Before the big bang, we're not making fun of those. They're, they're doing the best they can, but that means that no matter what we're going on in our lives, that's how we grow. We just push boundaries of our own minds, of our own capacities, of our own abilities, of what the world can offer us as assistance. Nothing is coded in. If we don't have that mentality, we're not going to have the energy to become the people that we're meant to be. It's the psychological why. It's the, the philosophical why. Why? I don't know. I just, this is who I am. I love that. This is who I am. I've always been like this. If I would be different, I kind of would know it by now. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. There's plenty of things that you don't know about yourself that's there. Plenty. This is the way we approach challenges. Remember, and we've been doing this together, so nothing here is new. Schema, attention, neuroplasticity, new brain waves, new brain connections, right? We've got a little bit of willpower. We're, we've been doing this together for so long. We got our resources. I got my schema, I got my window. Okay. I can only focus on one thing at a time. I got the ability to work my brain and change my neuro. Great, great. I got my willpower, which is rel a relatively finite source. Okay, I got to figure out, I got an issue. Okay, I got to use some willpower. I got to create a ritual. I got to make sure my attention's on the positive and I got to hold it long enough so that my brain gets it. That's the play. That's, that's the stuff. That's it. That's what we got. We got a lot more stuff, but that's it. Challenge comes at me. I feel a certain way. I think a certain thing. I'm knocked out. It's not, well, why? And then the best is you call someone like it, like you. That's the best. Call someone like you. So the two of you or the three of you or the five of you, whatever it is, can sit around and validate your feelings. I love this. People need so much validation. A little bit of validation. I got it. You need someone to say that you're okay. Necessary. Of course, if everywhere you turn, people say that you're for sure. But you have people that spend all day validating each other. It's unbelievable. They just share each other's schedules and they validate each other. You could have two people suffering from the same weakness. They're totally fine. And if they were in a different environment, they would have gotten over it already. They call each other up and they're just validating, validating. What's that doing for you? You know what it's doing? It's cementing. Why? Why? We are big, strong people. And this is the season of change. God puts us on this world and says, I'm not asking you to be perfect. I want you to grow. 
Everyone has a problem. Everybody has a challenge. Nobody is free. Everyone's got some baggage. Everyone wakes up in the morning and they're overwhelmed. I was on the phone with a friend of mine. Great guy. So much talent. So much. I was telling him this, this, this two days ago. He's like overwhelmed. And I feel for him. He's like a very, he's a great guy, but he's a little more anxious. A little more of like a rule follower. You know, there's like rule followers and rule breakers. I'm a, little, I'm a little more of a rule breaker. You can ask my mom. My mom's on right now. My mom had to deal with this growing up. Is the, is it the principles. That's how I ended up being a lawyer, by the way, for those who know. Because my options, I think, were either defending guys in jails or ending up in jail. I don't think I had much of an option, but thank God my mom saw it that way. Because nobody else did. The principles were like, he's going to end up in jail. So I am. I don't know. I just, when I look at, when I look at a rule, I'm like, I don't think so. This is my nature. When I see a rule, I'm like, nah, I can't be. So I have to like train myself to like follow. God, a different story. I have a lot of faith in him. But there are people that are rule followers. You just, you just, you just say like, go left and they just go left. They don't ask. The doctor says, uh, everybody needs to do X, Y, and Z. And they're like, uh-huh, sure. The doc- but the doctors, there are people like this. This guy's like this. A little more anxious. He's always got something like he's always like, you know, not feeling well. You know, that super talented, a loving wife, loving family, loving parents, everything. And he called me the other day. He was melting down. He was melting down. And I told him, like, of course you're melting down. This is the most anxiety-provoked environment we've ever experienced. You've got an invisible virus that no one knows what to do with. It's been forever. We're exhausted. You've got one doctor saying, like, everybody stay away from the world. You get another doctor going, like, oh, come on. No one has any information. You hear, and, and, and because we're survivalists, right, the negative pops up more striking than the positive. So you hear about a school of 500 kids and one classroom gets shut down. And what does that mean? And the kids and the system. Every, and then we, we've been given social media. So like, what do you think? The news are reporting in this town. Most people are feeling totally fine. No, it's boom and boom and boom. So every day you're getting messages every single day. This is a problem. That's a problem. This state, that state, this country, that country, this is on lockdown. This school's here. This school's there. You got to wear a mask. You got to wear a mask. Someone's not wearing a mask. You didn't you, the guy that, the guy's going out of his mind. He's going out of his mind. One doctor's like, if you're not wearing a mask, you can get, you can catch it from like, you know, 17 miles away. And he finds out that there's, there's someone in like Queens walking out without a mask. And he's like, oh my gosh, maybe he's breathing in air and then it catches by a butterfly. The guy's going crazy. I'm like, what do you expect? This is, a, this, is an, this is an anxious time. It's normal. Stop overthinking it. It's normal for people that are a little bit more anxiety prone and that are rule followers to get mixed messages from the people in charge of the medical world and not knowing which way is up with, this is, it's normal. It's okay. How? How? Reduce social media. Focus on the positive. Stay in your job. Talk, spend time with, I don't know. How do you wake up in power? Not why. Why do I feel this way for? How come? Well, how? Be strong. This guy, Jocko Willen, like we spoke about here, the Navy SEAL, he has the greatest line. I read it this weekend. It's the greatest line. He said, if you want to be tougher, be tougher. 
what he was saying in a non-scientific way is teach your brain neuroplasticity to get tougher. I'm not taking it away from people that are struggling. I'm just, and I probably told him like, you don't think I wake up sometimes totally overwhelmed? You know how many mornings I wake up in the morning and I get, and I wake up and I go downstairs and I go to the synagogue, or whatever, and I'm, oh, I'm like my brain, like I'm on overdrive. I can feel like sometimes I feel like I can, I can barely breathe. I'm thinking what I got to do and what I got to do and my brain's going out of its mind. You think like people just wake up and like some people are like fine. It's called life. We're living in crazy times. Hey, it's normal to feel overwhelmed. We're living in an overwhelming era. Exactly. Rob said it right. That's why Shabbat is the game changer. Totally true. But we got to be strong together. We got to understand that the way we become great is when we start to be positive about our ability to put in changes, to get excited that I can grow, to get excited that I can be different tomorrow to get excited for how can I take this body of mine and adapt new neuroplasticity to be stronger tomorrow than yesterday, to engage in life with that mentality. That's the difference. It's not talent. It's not resources. It's not capacity. It's mentality. How, not why. Practical, not philosophical. That's what we have to work on. To get, and once you get that, that's what we're building here. Once we realize that it's, we're okay, we're okay. Okay, people need more help. I got it. But we're okay. We don't got to be perfect. We just got to be willing to grow a little bit more every day. Okay, we'll continue tomorrow with God's help. We're all prepping for Rosh Hashanah. This is all connected. One time today, when you hear the why question, just turn around and go, we'll do philosophy next year. Let's focus on how. We're fighting a war. 1% better. Have an awesome day. Realize how strong you are. Realize that God's inside you and you can be anything you want to be. Don't let the overwhelming world bring us down. We all have challenges. Fight Offer. Have an awesome day with God's help. I can't wait to see you again tomorrow.